That was so much fun for a minute there. Like, for a minute, you're just really buying into the idea that something truly insane was about to happen. Only to have it come crashing down the way that it did. Well, I, I, uh. you know, th that's my only problem is that, like, I, if they was going to lose, right? Like, just yeah, lose. Yeah, just get it over with. Exactly right. Don't like, try to the, get our hopes up and the bandit. Converting an onside kick? You're going to convert an onside kick and then lose? That should be illegal. That That'd shouldn't be. be an option in the sport of football. Project Game Day postgame show brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and Underdog Fantasy Football. I'm Glenn Clark. She's the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't really know what to say. The Ravens lose 24-22 to the Browns. And it's this bizarre feeling where... There's a lot of things that you want to say, but you're not sure what to say about any of it. Right. Because you, you feel like you're doing two different things. What matters moving forward? What, what mattered today? I, I don't know. I don't know what mattered today, Rita. I don't know. They, were, they didn't have Lamar Jackson today. <laughs> um, when they had him, they didn't really do anything. Like they, did, they weren't really moving the ball when he was playing. But then they started moving the ball when he wasn't playing. What do you what do you attribute that to? I, I just none of the, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what to make of any of it. I don't know either. And um, and the real question I think is what happens now moving forward? Yeah. Uh oh. Well we don't uh, know. We don't know because we don't know where Lamar is. We don't know what right. we don't know the issue with Lamar, but um, and I don't know how that game would have gone had Lamar continued to be in because he got he, he got out early on in the second quarter. So I, I don't know if eventually they would have ran some up tempo more consistently and right. you know things would have happened. Like would, could they have figured out some of the things that ended up figuring out with Tyler Huntley? Would they have figured out the same things had Lamar kept playing? Right, right? right. like you'd like to hope so, but I don't know that either. Um, <sighs> You know, I think the one thing, though, that, that we have to talk about and that we have to wonder how this game goes differently is if Huntley doesn't fumble that ball um, in the red zone. Or were they inside the 10 at that point? I was in the car. So no, they weren't They weren't that far down. They okay. were They, they were, were approaching, the yeah. They, they were approaching, like, approaching yeah. the red zone. And so if, if they get three points out of that game, that drive there's a lot if they don't if the Garrett play doesn't happen you know late in the first half right, right. like those two plays right. end up in the moment the moment well, you think of the game uh, no I, i'm sorry i'm talking about the one in which they scored the six points i'm sorry you're you're talking about the first the seven fumble. points excuse me the first fumble yeah and so that was that was when they were deep in their own side of the right. field and then he fumbled in as they were the moving the ball as yes. they were moving down so towards those scoring. two fumbles so obviously hurt it's a giant it's a swing of 10 or so points as i was getting right yeah. say there's potentially 10 points that are are on the board or not on the board or whatever so there's that but you you do like the fact that at some point they decided to pick up the the tempo which is something that i've been asking for for quite some time um they decided to to kind of get him into a rhythm and i think he started to get comfortable in the pocket now i you know I am not that person. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I am critical of Greg Roman, but not as much as other people. But I do have to ask you this, Glenn. I don't particularly care for that last series of calls because on first down you throw that ball the way that you did, and then on fourth down you called that short fourth and sevens, fourth and six. You called that short pass, and I'm trying to understand what was. I'm, I'm, so you, I. I 
I'm not expecting him to throw the ball down the field on fourth and seven. I just don't like the call that he called on fourth. And, uh, I'm in a weird place, right? Because I don't, of course, I don't love it. You're, it, it but it's like the fourth and short uh, play to Mark Andrews. I'm like, that's a lot of egg. You're putting all your eggs in one basket right. on that play. Right. With the with the game at stake, right? And in all of those situations, that's a very difficult thing to do. Now, you know, your argument is, well, as long as you execute it, it's going to work, right? Like we know it's going to work as long as it's executed. We can sit here and debate that all you want to debate it. I, clearly, it didn't work, so it, it's easy to say. The notion that it's easy to come up with a fourth and sixth play that's just going to work because you want it to. That's a misnomer. Too. Like the idea that there's just an obvious fourth and sixth play that if we just call this play, it's going to I work. Know. Like stop. And I get it. And look, you got guys that that t- potentially, uh, not potentially, that typically are your blockers. And Alan Ricard, Boyle, Pat not Ricard. Yeah, Alan, not, not Alan. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I okay. hope he's doing well though. Well, I love Alan. excuse me, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know where Alan came from. It's the sinuses. It's the sinuses. But I, I had the wrong Ricard. But you understood my point, right? Like ironically. They both play fullback, so it makes me feel not too bad that I just That's got true. the first you name wrong. You did get wrong. that part right. Um, but you, you're missing your fullback. That obviously helps you um, in blocking situations. You're missing Boyle. I know I know Boyle hasn't really you know been here for the majority of the year, but still right. he's a presence that you would love to have. And then the presence that you're used to having was a late scratch. So that, that obviously plays into the protection issues that you had coming down the stretch, and particularly the 10-yard loss that they had mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. In that same series, when he just kind of runs into, um, was it Jadavian or Miles? Clowny, oh, yeah, oh, coming yeah. around the end. Yep. Clowney. So, I mean, there's some obviously there's some things that probably would have been better had you had certain players in the game. But I, I'm just, I just didn't like going for it all on first down and then going for little to nothing on fourth down. That's just me. And I, again, I agree with you in the fact that I don't know what the call should have been. I just don't think issue. it was that. My <laughs> issue with getting all worked up, like, and this is what we do, right? Like, it's already said, Jonathan, go ahead and tell me how great Roman is. Like, who, who, who's doing that? Well, nobody. Who are you talking to? But if what you're doing, if what you're really saying is this is why I think Greg Roman should be fired is because you didn't like the play call on the fourth and sixth play, you got be cheeks man i got nothing for you right. i'm not telling you to love greg Roman. i'm not telling you he's the greatest coordinator of all time but this bit where because you don't like the result of what happened on one play you say this is why this guy's got to go get the f out of here because what about all of the play calls that worked well what that, about the many about many many play calls that got them back in the game go f yourself and i hate doing this right because jonathan you might be the nicest human being on the face of the planet but this is so stupid, the way that we boil this thing down. This play didn't work, so I hate the offensive coordinator. How many fourth downs did they convert? Mm-hmm. Multiple fourth downs. Mm-hmm. Those plays, I guess, worked. Mm-hmm. So is the rule, like, is there a number that you have to be able to convert a certain number of fourth downs or else you're not capable of being an offensive coordinator in this league? Get a, get a hold of yourself. There's a lot of people that obviously feel some type of way about Greg Roman. And I and listen, I'm not – I don't think that – But it was no different than any other offensive I, coordinator is, that's ever happened I understand that, but this is – okay, this is where – this is where I think I – I guess with the difference being Greg Roman has actually had great success, unlike the others who had Not only right? that, right? I think people ask for a lot from him with the circumstances in which he has been put in with – all the injuries so guys want certain things to happen when you don't have 
um, guys up front that your normal guys that you would like to have because you have injuries on the offensive line. You don't have your starting running backs that are in that you would have liked to have had when the season had begun. You're playing with a lot of guys that aren't your guys. These are just replacements, and and I hate using that term because they're human beings. But you get my point, right? These are not the guys that you thought that you was going to be right grinding with the year with. And I know that injuries happen, but the Ravens have sustained a lot of injuries as a result. And so you want him to do certain things when a lot of the guys aren't good. The left tackle ain't that good. The right tackle ain't supposed to be the right tackle. So what you're asking him to implement things that you already have guys that aren't that good at the position that they're playing in, and then you want them to do some extra and exotic stuff. I don't know how. I don't know what you expect with everything going on. Now, I'm not going to absolve some of the some of the the play calling and some of the scheme because I think that that's fair criticism. But I see a lot of people saying, "Well, why don't they run this and run it?" Has it ever occurred to us sometimes that maybe they don't have the personnel to do that because they're just playing with a, just a bunch of guys that was on the street or maybe just some guys that they thought was just going to be the third string guy or the guy that was supposed to be on this part of the line, but then he had to move to this part of the line, which he's not really familiar with and or not good at. It's I, I just think we get too emotional because we like to put a blame on somebody and it's not always as black and white. And again, I'm not absolving him of the things that he does wrong because I think that that's a fair. Or shake. even to say that I think it's okay to say I disagree. I have no problem. Well, people want him fired. My, and, and this is my buddy Josh Charles just gets in and is like, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, what is he said? Uh, uh, head scratchers going for two. Uh, he said the play calling in that last play was just ugly. Got to get to the marker close to the call there. I, I don't well, that, inherently I don't, disagree I, I, with yeah, that. I don't, I don't. I agree with him. I don't inherently disagree. That I would rather have a fourth down call, especially coming out of a timeout, be something that involves getting to the marker, right? I don't inherently disagree, but I also get it. You're expecting them to be defending that. How can you line something up that might be able to break free for you? That's yeah. that's their thought, right? I just didn't love. I don't love it. I, I don't. I don't love it at all. But it's also easier to say that because we know it didn't work, right? It's easier for us to not love it because we got the result and the result was no good. And that's fair. Would we? If that had worked, if they had seen something, designed something up, would we sit back here later and say, wow, what a great call that was? Can I, I don't can know. I, can I go on the record and say I feel like that probability of it being worked was really low? Yes, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. Again, we can agree. <laughs> I can agree with you. I don't love the call. It's the bit that we do where we go from I don't love the call to this is why this coordinator sucks. Like, we got to – do you not want – they just found their way down, down 18 points. Back into a game with an undrafted free agent playing quarterback, and they were moving the ball. They were the statistics showed you that the Ravens had more offense in the second half than they did than the Browns did in the second half, and the Browns don't have nearly as many injuries as the Ravens do. The Browns still have Nick Chubb. The Browns still have their offensive line. They still have well, Keenum came in for a little series, but they still have all their guys. And we don't we don't the have much. The secondary is banged up, but yeah, I'm okay. Right. But I'm I'm just I'm just right. making I'm talking about offense no, to I'm offense. With you. I'm, I'm with Literally, yeah. Our secondary is banged up, okay? Yeah. So I'm talking offense to offense. The Ravens offense outplayed the Browns offense, which in which the Ravens offense have back up this, back up that, back up that. Oh, yeah, and by the way, the backup quarterback, because your star quarterback went out in the second quarter. So it, 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 right. something was working. Yes. Again, I don't agree with that call, but you're right in terms of the overall – part of this game says a lot about what has ha what what transpired in the second half of this football game which was the Ravens and all their injuries and all their issues found a way to outplay the Browns and all of their issues who 
appears to be more healthy on that on their side right. of the football than ours. Right. And we and as you mentioned, oh well, they banged up on defense. Uh, I don't ever want to see Qu- uh, Chris Westry again I after this season is over. He's probably he the nicest the young man on the face of the earth. Guess right. what? He ain't he don't he can't play cornerback football. So I don't want to hear about what they don't have because guess what? I got a whole laundry list of what we don't have either on the defensive side of the football. Mind you, Calais Campbell also didn't play the game because he yeah. went out with a thigh injury. Yeah. So I don't want, you know, what do y'all want? I, what do y'all want? I don't know what people it's want. It's so weird, Rita. It's, it would be, a, it, I think the response would have been so much better if the Ravens had just gotten their ass kicked. If the Ravens well, just I would have preferred that because it would have because we would have started post game earlier. Not, not even <laughs> that, right? But like, damn, y'all get. I just I had already resonated with the fact that they weren't going to win this football game. Right. Then you get my hopes up at the end of the game, and, and thinking the, that something was going to happen. I was already resigned to the fact that this was an out. If so, if the Ravens had just gotten their ass kicked, everybody had been sitting here like, ah, oh, it's just the injuries they all caught up with because they well, ended, and that still is true. You, they're mad at them for getting back into the game. People I are mad. mad. I that they got back into the game. Now they want to blame somebody. That's right. That because they did get it's back in the game. It's remarkable that they got back into this. It's insane. Well, first and that foremost, they were in this game. Let's start with the fact that Cleveland is not a good football team. Let's start there. Well, there's no question. Um, about that. so because at the end of the day, and like I told you um here off the air, they should have been getting their asses kicked. With all this health that we keep hearing about the Browns generally, uh, the Ravens should have been getting their asses kicked. And when they were only down twenty-four to nine, I, I knew right then and there that this this that, that they're not serious the cleveland browns are an unserious football team i don't care yep i don't care about you know what y'all want them to be because everybody wants them to be this team that that they're just not poised to be they are overstated they are overrated they are not that good of a football team. And I'll say it a thousand You're times. You're not wrong. The Ravens had literally guys off the street playing today, and they could not beat them. The, Glenn, me and Glenn was in here celebrating because Glenn took the cover. I got a cover. He took I got the cover. A, a historic cover. Why should they have been covering if the undrafted free agent rookie quarterback had to come in the football game and win the football, um, to almost win the football game? You're an unserious football team. We will uh, continue to monitor and see. I've got some internet issues, but I'm going to do my best to monitor and see if we get a word on uh, Lamar Jackson as John Harbaugh has his postgame press conference. Uh, The Project Game Day postgame show is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. They've got the winter seasonal menu right now with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. Also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, the grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. Find out more. Get your order in right now. GloryDaysGrill.com. All right. uh, Paul from Ovilando. Kudos to Tyler and the Ravens for continuing to chop wood in the second half and not give give up. Tyler looked more comfortable back there than he did versus the Bears. I don't disagree with that at all. He did... I say he looked more comfortable. He looked his most comfortable when he was just willing to take off. There was the one thing that I was disappointed that went away, Rita, in two of the final. So they score in two of the four final drives, and then the other two, the one where it was a quick three and out, and then the ultimate last one, they he just gets away from running the ball. Yeah. And and it's a thing that eternally I will never understand. I couldn't understand why they decided to run off the pass on those three downs. Like, what are you doing? On the three and out, you mean? Yeah, that was, it was, there was still seven, a lot of time. It was like yeah, seven there was a minutes. a lot of time at that point. I think, yep. I, think I said, like, it's seven minutes left in the game. What are you doing? Why, right. why, does that, why was that necessary? I get it's a two-possession game, so, like, you you know. But you had 
at, at least two timeouts. I don't remember if it was still three, but at minimum, you still had two timeouts, and you had seven minutes left in a football game. What what were you doing? I couldn't understand that. And so that's I know we're cherry picking, but and we have to because they still at the end of the day they still lost, right? If they lost, if they won, yeah, we probably don't cherry pick as much, but they they lose the football game, and that that was one of the things that I couldn't understand. Like you're still in position to. Um, make this a game, but you you don't have to press. It's not two minutes. It's not under two minutes. So you don't have to do that. I, I do have to. I would have to do more of the math on where it's appropriate to do that in a two-possession game. Like, what's the time marker? I get it. Does it have to be completely out of your offense? No. Is their argument, well, if the first play goes a certain way, then we might have run the ball in the second. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just don't have all those answers. Right. But I, I get your theory. And, again, my bigger problem is the quarterback running – and this goes to that sack uh, that he took that, that got him back to third and 20, right? Like, that, you have to know you have a certain amount of time. You have a certain amount of time, and the idea that you're just going to keep hanging back there and, and you're going to keep having all that time with that offensive line in front of you, and that's yeah. not – it's not your fault that the offensive line can't protect for that long, but you got to know that no matter who you are. And you can say, hey, well, it's, a, it's an undrafted free agent quarterback. That's why I'm not going to beat him up too much because, again, for the whole, I thought he was quite good today. But the reality is if he's the guy that's going to have to play, if that's who the Ravens are lining up as their quarterback next week and they want still to go to the postseason, then he's got to know the ball's got to be out or I've got to be taken off downfield. We, we, we need to tell the dude that, that's in the locker room the same thing because they have the same problem. I mean. They literally have the same. And that's why I'm always like, y'all, can't just keep y'all sit here and tell us about he don't trust his offensive line. Well, he he acts like he does because right, sometimes he, just he holds the ball. Holding the ball forever, yep. and, and he doesn't want to run the ball. So, so – both of them got a problem with trust, maybe a little too trusting at times of their offensive line. And I, I'm sorry, I was giggling because I was like replaying that play in my head. Not <laughs> Tyree Phillips. Right? Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. Look, it's, it was just so comical to me. And I know it's not meant to be funny, but you just, definitely. By just the way, the way that he was just like running around. Yeah. Like, Jadavian Clowney just was like, I'm just gonna go around this dude. Like, you, this is nothing. You to me. definitely could have held up better than Alejandro Villanueva <laughs> today. There is no well, doubt about I, that. You know, this is every week, but yeah, at the end of the day, this can. is what we got. And Correct. This is, and, 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 but that, and the quarterback, and that is the quarterbacks why, have to know that. You have to know. Yes. You don't have this long to keep holding on to the football or running around. You determined. Either the ball is out of your hands. Or you are moving, you were seeing whatever lane there is. And there was a small lane, and there wasn't a lot of yardage there to be had, but you, you that's what you got to you, do. You're just making you, the point, like, you can't take that. The ants in that you spot. You can't take yep. that in that spot, and yep. that was hurtful. And, and as well as he played, the two fumbles and probably that sack hurt the most. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and again, that doesn't, we, we I recognize that. He's not. He's we're, not supposed to be here yeah, today. Not, I understand not, that. We're not blaming him. I can him. only comment him. on the game that we watched, right. and we're, he was the guy right. that played. We're That's the guy the Ravens him. decided to have be the backup quarterback, and he's the guy, and he did a lot of good things. Yeah. But those couple he also of plays, did a couple of things really, that you know really that hurt. hurt them. Yeah. Andrew Steck, a big picture. They really needed to be two and one in this three game stretch, and they went one and two. That's not good. I, there's so much context there that's missing, though, Andrew. Like, there's a million amounts of con- two and one to do what. To feel confident about winning the division, like <laughs> yeah, I don't feel great about winning the division. I didn't feel great I mean, when, like, when Marlo went down but against that's, last I, week. This is the context that's missing in all of this. Is like I, I, I don't feel good about anything. What does what winning the division do for me at this point? And that, and I mean this is all due. If they let's just say they go down, kick that field goal, they're definitely still in first place. Uh, they win the game twenty five twenty four. They're definitely still in first place at the end of the day. 
how confident are you in this team and what they're capable of I doing? I definitely at this moment. I mean, and it's, I'm not trying to not. You're not wrong. Like th- this hurts them for trying to win the division unquestionably, but th- the conversation we're having really at this point is is not about winning a division. I don't even know if it's about. I don't know what it's about at this point. That's why we started the show the way that we started it. We're just sitting here waiting to see if you've got a quarterback. And even if you've got your quarterback, you still need to answer, like, can he play better than he was playing? Because we didn't we didn't get to see any of that right, today. Right, We stood a bunch of con- questions about where Lamar Jackson was coming into this week yep. and got no answers and may or may not have him moving forward. Yep. So I, I don't even know what the conversation is right now. I will say this, though. It, it is nice to have a guy that has similar skill sets to the guy that he is backing up. So I feel – not that I – I don't feel any type of way if 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 um Huntley is the, if something is down with Lamar and and he's going to be out for some time it's cool to have Huntley back there and 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 playing football I, I I'm confident that he'll play his best and do the best that he can and that we know that and I think he'll he'll be okay in that position do you want Lamar sure of course but but we also realize that Lamar we've also talked about this too though Glenn Lamar struggled the last couple of weeks so Big it's time. not it's not like it was it's like you know um, Lamar was playing fantastic football, and it's such a huge loss. I mean, it's a huge loss because he is your starting quarterback, and Lamar is still Lamar Jackson, and he still brings a dynamic to this offense, but he hasn't been able to do that in the I, past But I month. think what we were recognizing is the only at, – at the point at which – particularly after Marlon Humphrey went down, there was only one path left yeah. to the Ravens and doing something doing something really noteworthy this season. I don't even – I'm even throwing Super Bowl out. I mean, just like – doing something that matters this season. And that one path that was left was Lamar Jackson coming back and playing like Lamar Jackson again. And we didn't see that today. And if he doesn't play moving forward, we're not going to see that at all. And with all due respect, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Tyler Huntley, who I think everyone agrees has on the whole been better than could be expected. Like whatever the expectation level was for Tyler Huntley, he's been a little bit better than that. Yeah, that's, but, all. that's all I'm but saying. But there's no path to doing something remarkable, doing something of note this season that involves Tyler Huntley as your quarterback. Yeah. With, which is, that, I mean, come on. You come know, on. yeah, I, I've i heard people say, you know, I've heard that t- that people think Tyler Huntley is the better thrower, and I'm like, yeah. Did you see some of the throws today? Yeah. Like well, it's funny because in here, <laughs> me and Glenn were in here when he threw the one pass to Hollywood down the sideline, yeah. and I was like, man, that ball was wobbling, and I started singing the wobbling. <laughs> it, it took me the second bounce to catch what Rita <laughs> it was took doing. Me, it's like, I was like, man, that ball was wobbling in the air, and I was just like, I was like, he was wobbling, <laughs> wobble baby, wobble baby, because it was. It was like, bloop, 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 like is, a flopping fish. His motion is awkward. <laughs> even the and you weren't you you had stepped out to go to the bathroom at this point. Like even the fourth down where Mark Andrews is wide open in the middle of the field on fourth and eleven in this insane situation, he he was so excited about it <laughs> that he threw the ball too quickly. Mark Andrews falls down. Unfortunately, the Browns were just like, yeah, you know what, we're not going to do on fourth down. Cover, Cover the guy. Cover the best one of the best players that they have. Yeah. Thankfully, so it allowed Mark Andrews to roll and pick up the first down anyway. An but even that, which team. was wide open, wasn't a great throw. Like, look, he's not a particularly good thrower of the ball. He's not. There are worse throwers of the football for sure. It's not that he's incapable of throwing it. But he's not a particularly good thrower of the football, and you saw that. Look, the throw to Bateman down the sideline, by far the best throw that he made on a fourth down, which that was, was nuts, right? Like, that was a nuts throw, and by far the best throw that he made today. But let's not oversell Tyler Huntley either. 
Uh, John, uh, had my hopes up at the end, and then it all came crashing down. American football, man. I'd s- and that's why I would have rather them just lose at, like 31-3 to because I wouldn't have felt that, no way about it. I, I, said, I started laughing after they recovered the onside kick. I said to Rita, this stupid sport. This sport it. is I so hate, dumb. I hate it. I like, hate it's it. It's so dumb. I hate it. Oh. I hate it. I'm tired. What a dumb sport we care about so I'm deeply. tired. Uh, from David, the most confusing team in football. I don't. I mean, uh, all the re- all the teams are confusing. All of them. I also don't get what what about today in particular was confusing. But the league has been confusing. Like, are you saying confusing because they started playing well when their backup quarterback went in? Like, I I don't know what about today. The, uh, on the whole, n- Vegas thought this was a two and a half point number, and it ended up being a two point game. So on the whole, it's not remotely confusing. It's exactly what the smartest people thought it was going to be. Now, how it got there, yeah, I mean, sure, I'll. I'll give you that's a little bit weird. Like it was a weird way in which we got there. I don't know. Today wasn't a com- this this. It would have been confusing if they had won by fifty. It would have been confusing if they had lost by fifty. Correct. Like those things would have been confusing. Correct. I guess at one point it looked like they were going to lose by fifty. <laughs> it did, didn't it? But again, uh, when you John. play unserious teams, this is what happens. You don't lose by fifty. You actually lose by two. Uh, John Colson's trying to get people. Uh, all right, stop Colson. I'm not even going there. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm trying to cover KZ's all over the place. Uh, per usual, friend. Uh, hey, friend. Way Huntley played with the spread offense. Maybe they are. I don't know what. I I know you think you're saying something, Ken. I don't know what <laughs> it is that you think you're saying. <laughs> is what you're saying that Lam- like they should be doing more spread offense with Lamar? And so clearly, this is proof that that would be very successful with Lamar. It was mildly successful at the times they used it with Tyler Huntley. Like I. I just I know that you think that you're making a point. I just don't know what. No, it's you saying, Ken. You're. I know you're trying to make a point here. Yeah. Uh, even in the end game, uh, even in the end game, and clock elude them. I'm assuming that you're just taking a shot at their clock management. Look, I. It's really difficult to manage a clock when you're also dealing with a quarterback with very little experience. Those are two things that are really difficult to do. And, for example, if you want to say, like, hey, you probably shouldn't be calling a timeout ahead of... Okay, so fine. I'm fine with that because you and I both questioned that timeout. But at the end of the day, they still had a whole bunch of time to win football. They had plenty of time to go down and try to win the game. And the other thing, too, is they would say, look, the the season could come down to this play. And we've got a guy in there that has almost no experience. Maybe let's pause, walk him through a couple of things, see what he's seeing, and that might be what's best suited. Now, obviously, the play that you ran afterwards... Why did you let me? What? What? Nothing. Never mind. Go what? ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening. All right. I don't know what just happened I, there. I, I, I'm confused. I, yeah, go ahead. Rita me... had an issue with the uh, spike before the two-minute warning. Rita didn't like that because she said you got the two-minute warning coming I mean, it was up. six seconds away from the two-minute warning, so I, I, I couldn't. Un- I didn't know the importance of that, and I, and I was asking. You know, maybe I was missing something. So I, I wanted to know um, what, I, what I said. Oh, I know what I was saying. I was going to tell you that um, why would you let me call Tyler Huntley? Uh, I think I called him a rookie in error. This is clearly his second year. No, did you? Did you actually go, I didn't even hear it. Yeah, I, I, I think I he's, said it. He's not a rookie, no. He played, but this I mean, is his second year because he literally but, played in the playoff. But let's not pretend like he's got a boatload of experience so, either. So um, uh, uh, John Harbaugh says Lamar Jackson has a right ankle sprain. We'll have tests on Monday to determine the severity. All right, so we're not going to get an answer on Lamar Jackson. Today. To not today, no. Um, uh, you know, I... It's a weird. It's very difficult to both manage a clock and very look. Do do I think that they're genius? Do I think that the Ravens have ever gotten every decision right? I don't think so. But a week ago, they did something insanely smart when it comes to clock management, 
and jumping off sides in order to force the Steelers into a first and goal situation. It's this it's the stuff that doesn't you you have a narrative. Can I love you? But your narrative is that John Harbaugh isn't a good coach. Oh, he loves that. Like that's your narrative. And the stuff that you think fits that matters and the stuff that doesn't doesn't. I, did I love, did I think that they needed to call a timeout? I don't know, but I get it. They were dealing with a quarterback who's not been in these situations right. before. So maybe he thought, he, maybe there was something there that we don't know why he right. called that timeout. So it's very pot. You're right. I, I, You know, I didn't even think about it like that, but you're right. There was could have been a reason why he felt like he needed to do that. Maybe he felt like he needed to talk to him about something that he saw or somebody saw. It's very possible. We don't know why and he the called timeout the timeout. After the, and the timeout after the sack, I get it. You have to get, there are guys that have run down downfield yeah but now I have to come all the way Told back, back. Yep. you're not getting that snap off for a while yeah. you're losing a ton of time so i have less of a problem with that and none one of, and none of those things to me um in, in terms of that part in terms of the time management was the outcome of what happened right it wasn't like the clock was zero 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 and they could have got an extra playoff no you just didn't convert on the downs but ultimately i don't yes could he be better Yes, but okay. I mean, so is every every. Uh, it's the thing, something I talked to every coach in the NFL. We say sucks this a lot of co- a lot of great coaches are. There's, there's are, one. There's one that handles every time situation perfectly. There's one. Well, that's, I mean, but there's one of one period. Correct. And then there's everybody else. Correct. So trust me, I wish we had Bill Belichick. I wish that guy was the guy here, yeah. and you can manipulate every. He's not. Yeah. The guy that you got is really good. Uh, we we can only do this for so long. Uh, Jeff Huntley played great in the second half. A two-yard pass in fourth and six is plain stupid. Thanks, Roman. That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna. Jeff, where is your thank you to Greg Roman for the three fourth downs they converted? And I'm not I'm trying, trying to, to tell you. Like, every, every, I, I, nobody, everybody hates Greg Roman right now. So what you? I get. I don't love that call either. I don't love that series. They converted three fourth downs to keep the game alive. Three. No. You, you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. Last week we said. Last week we had to hear about how Pat Ricard had all of these different snaps and it took away from Bateman, <laughs> but Pat Ricard was out there blocking. People have their mind made up that Greg Roman is just doing dumb shit for the hell of it when really they, it's not the truth. I understand being critical of the offensive coordinator. I'm completely okay with us. Downs. I'm completely okay with us calling out that fourth and six because I didn't like I it. I didn't either. like the call. I didn't, I didn't like the first down on that. On that. On that. Uh, um, series. I didn't like the first down call, but there were a lot of good things that happened. How'd in this you like game? the calls where Marquise Brown was wide open down the field, and with a better throw, they win this game? That's what I'm saying. He put it. He's putting. He at a lot of times he's putting guys in position to get the ball. Yes, it's about the guys up front and about the guy behind center, and that's the part that people are are, are negating to talk about. And he's a lot of times he's designing plays that just work. It doesn't fit their narrative, and that's why I tweeted last week that Glenn and I can have we can. It doesn't matter what you and I say when we come on here because people see the game how they choose to see it. People have the narratives that they choose to follow, and so none of it matters. You and I can talk to we're blue in the face that yes, we are critical of Greg Roman, but there's execution issues here, and there no, yeah, it's I cannot Greg fathom Roman. watching this football and thinking the story of the game was Greg Roman. Greg Roman literally helped. Fathom that. But the but my point is too that like I said earlier, look at the stats for this game. Baltimore clearly outplayed Cleveland from an offensive perspective in the second half, and now that's not that doesn't matter anymore because we didn't like one play call. 
It doesn't even matter anymore because we didn't like one play call. Brian, please explain to me why I go for a two-point conversion on that first touchdown. I don't understand Harbaugh's thinking sometimes. I have, um, I've had a few people ask me about that. The best argument, and, and the, I don't know if John Harbaugh's been asked about it, so he might have already given an answer to this yeah. question. But my Let me guess, see if I can find it. my guess, and, and the answer then is I, w- I don't want to wait and put everything, I don't want to pin down everything on one play. I want to know what the situation is. You have no, yes. Harbaugh on going for two when he did. It's pretty much a non-decision. Said you try it early so you know where you stand. It's exactly this. The math concept is you're no more likely to convert. There's nothing that says my team is more likely to convert a two-point conversion when there's 10 seconds left than they are to convert a two-point conversion when there's seven minutes left. There is no math. There's nothing that says that either of the two is more likely. Mm-hmm. So in the scenario that John Harbaugh is talking about, if you don't get it in the final minute, you've got no backup plan. The entire game comes down to that. Yeah. But if you don't get it then, then you can make your decisions and decide how you want to approach things knowing you need another path to victory. Yeah. And you don't have to love it. And again, it makes us feel warm. We all like feeling warm and fuzzy about the idea that well, it's only a one possession game. We're right there. But at some point, you got to convert the two point conversion. Yep. And it's the same two point conversion whether you're going for it again with one minute left or with seven minutes left. Mm-hmm. So I, you, I get it. We all want the guarantee fairy. We all want to feel good about ourselves. We all want to. It's that scene from Tommy Boy. I completely understand. But the math that I'm doing suggests it is smarter to go for the two-point conversion earlier and figure out where you are at that point. And you know what? I'm going to agree with John Harbaugh. Honestly, it's a non-decision. It's not something you should have to think about. This this thing we said, well, I want, and this is the the, the argument is, well, I want to keep my team in the game as long as I can. What does that mean? Do you think the warm fuzzies, do you think feeling good, having a nice comfortable blanket at night makes you more likely to convert a two-point conversion later on? Did you believe that's a thing? I'm not beating up you, Brian. I'm just... I, on this one, he's not only do I agree with him, there really... I don't think scientifically is any debate. Yeah. Paul, Browns shouldn't be patting themselves on the back too much. They had two weeks to prepare for a wounded team that loses their quarterback and best defensive lineman in the game and still almost loses at home. I mean, Reed, I think, has already handled that side of this equation. I mean, um, I already said that they on serious, and I'm gonna keep saying it because it's the truth. They are not a good football team. I don't care what their paper says. I don't care what they look like on paper. They're unserious, and that's what it is. And a lot of people says it starts with Baker Mayfield. I don't know who it starts with because I don't care because I don't follow the Browns. I just know that, like they that person said, coming off the bye, and for everybody out, they should have been beating their ass. <laughs> and you almost got, though. and you almost lost to the backup we undrafted disagree. free agent. Aaron, sit, oh god, and, and here it is. Sit Lamar. Worst thing that could happen is a major injury. We're not going anywhere anyway. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. I'm, I'm sure if Lamar is healthy enough to play, the Ravens are just going to say, "I know we're eight and five, but we'd rather you not play because we don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl." If this the Bengals, look, listen, and listen. Jeez. So, so the emotional part of me would. Jeez. Listen, the emotional part of me would like to agree with that. 
but logic th- that's the emotional well, that's part. That's the thing. The logical part of me understands that they are still very much so They're in, eight and in, five. in a uh, divisional race and it's still very much so in a playoff race. Imagine walking and into so a lo- not Imagine walking into a locker room and being like, guys, Lamar's ready to go, but here's the thing. Um we just don't think you guys are good enough, so we're not going to let him play. Like um, the words you're saying, how do you get that? How do you type that and hit send without saying to yourself, "All right, I realize this is ridiculous." How now, again, the yeah. part that you're pointing to, like we we can we can say the unspoken thing. We can say the thing where we're like, "Man, at this point, we just don't believe there's any real chance." And God, it would be horrible if he suffers an injury, something along those lines. But you. They're playing. Ga- These are the games. These are the real ones, and the team's eight and five, and they're gonna keep trying because goofy things happen. That's the way it works. Goofy things occur. I don't know what's gonna happen. We're all looking at the Packers game next week and saying, "Oh, we don't think the Ravens can win that game." But Aaron Rodgers could get COVID again. Yep. I'm going to guess he didn't bother to go out and get uh, vaccinated anytime soon. <laughs> oh, I have antibodies now. So <laughs> and, if, and, if, and based on what we saw the last time he didn't play, I, I don't care how poorly the Ravens play, it's almost impossible to lose to Jordan Love. Well, stop. Well, uh, you know, at the end, of, listen. At the end of the day, football is a very wacky sport, and so that's just kind of how this goes. The Ravens. Are, this is not the 2015 Ravens, I think, that everybody – because I see a lot of people bring that up. I think that this is a much um, more deep football team. I think this has a mu- this is a much better coached football team. I know Harbaugh was the head coach, but I'm just talking about just like from a coordinator's perspective. And, yes, that does include Greg Roman. I know you all hate him, but that's my opinion. Um, then the 2015 team. So I don't think that they're just going to lay down because it's Aaron Rodgers. They're going to put up a fight because that's what they have to do in order to try to stay alive. I don't know alive. what's going to happen next week. You don't know. I don't have a clue. Nobody knows. I have no effing Nobody idea. Knows. And you only I've have five losses. I don't know if you heard. I've seen the Packers look like doo-doo this season, too. I sure have. Stop. You don't. Football just is a weird sport. It's all about matchups. And sometimes week to week, the matchup, it, it, you don't know unless the matchup is played. So it's easy for us to make these points. Listen, we saw Buffalo lose to a Jacksonville team. We've seen teams lose to inferior teams. Want to know why? Because they all get paid the same money and they all play on the same level. It's all about matchups. We don't know what this matchup is going to look like. 100%. So just wait and let it play out. I'm going to keep. We're going to keep going through this. Here's Ken. My issue from the start today was the game plan offensively should have spread them out. Great, Ken. I love you. I love you so much. You wanted them you to wanted be spread the, out. You wanted, today. you wanted an undrafted free agent. He wanted it to, with Lamar. He wanted. He wanted it from the well, get go today. Ain't he, play, wanted, he didn't play he for the majority of the football. He, he didn't play for the majority the Ravens, of the football If they would have just spread them out, the Ravens would have won All by right. twenty points today. Okay. Everybody knows that. All right. It's just what All we right. do. All right. Roman has had great success everywhere for three years, but in the end, we talk about this and that. But twenty on the IR and like that's the story. How obtuse are we? When you don't want to hear the, tr- you, when you don't want to hear other sides of the 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 uh, perspective, then that's what you get. My God, that's what you get. We want to yell about Greg Roman. The story is they were playing with half of a football team. I saw somebody say, and this is a Glenn. This took me down. I saw somebody on the timeline say, 
Which one hurts more to you, Greg Romo or Cam Cameron? This is how I know y'all lost. What y'all's is minds. going on? That's how I know y'all lost y'all's minds. I, I know I know y'all lost your minds. I am very good with being critical of Greg Roman, what but is, Greg Roman is the same dude that created a record-setting offense just two seasons ago. Heck. And earlier this year, the Ravens' um, offense was scoring over twenty-seven points per per game. Yo, what do y'all be wanting? They converted three fourth downs. And in this game, they literally converted three fourth downs. But no, we have to do this and we have to do that. I understand y'all don't like the guy. I get it. I just wish they but, I really wish. And and but, Jonathan, I, spare me your crap about the, the watch the Steve Smith video. I, God bless Steve Smith. He was a hell of a football player. And there was I've, some truth to that. I, there's no doubt. I don't like it when there's two guys that are bunched in the same area on a play. I don't think that's a good thing. This bit that we do where we know it's because of Greg Roman is just to make ourselves feel better. We don't know that. You don't. You don't know. We just want to tell people how smart we are. Yeah. We want clout on the internet. You so not not one time did y'all think that maybe the receiver was the one that was wrong. It's Greg Roman's fault. Tell me what happened today <laughs> when Mark Andrews was wide open in the middle of the field on fourth and eleven. Was that because Greg Roman was so smart, or was it because the Browns were you know stupid? Because my gut is that it was because the Browns were stupid. But this is the weird bit that we do when we like. When we decide what our narrative is, and our narrative is that we think this is Greg Roman's fault because we don't own Greg Roman jerseys, because that's what we've done with every offensive coordinator in the history of the city, including the guy now that actually has figured out something that worked. We decide what our narrative is. So anything we see that might fit our narrative is fact, and nothing else matters. And you think I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even telling you that I think Greg Roman is the best offensive coordinator in the history of football. I, I think it's inarguable he's the best offensive coordinator in the history of the Ravens. Is there? No, no, is baby. There, is no, there, is ba- there, is no there. baby. People will bring in Greg Kubi, uh, Gary Kubiak. I mean, he had a hell of a season. Don't get me wrong. It was did. a good year. I mean, like, Listen, he, did it break records? That's all I want to know. My God. We are so hopelessly lost. No, we're not hopelessly lost. We are hopelessly pinpointing one dude is the reason why this team is struggling as opposed to saying he is a part of why this team is struggling. And that's the problem. That is the problem. And he's a part of the reason they're successful when they're successful. As much as it is he's a part of their success, he's a part of their struggles, but it, but we do not like to credit him for his success. That is all Lamar. But then when everything goes wrong, it is all Greg Roman's fault. And when Lamar's throwing four interceptions. It's probably Greg Roman's fault. You, yes, it is. When the offense, when an organization thinks that Alejandro Villanueva is an answer, is someone they can count on as a starter, when everyone on the planet, on the, not a single voice said, boy, I think the Ravens really pulled something off here. What a coup for the Ravens managing to get Alejandro Villanueva. No one. No one you could find said, that's a smart move. You should definitely count on Alejandro Villanueva to be a starter for your, to your team. That's a, that's a good thing. But that's probably Greg Roman's fault, right? It's, it's probably his fault. <laughs> 
Jeff, a tale of two weeks. Last week's call on the two-point conversion was a good call and did not work. In my opinion, the two-yard pass play on fourth and six is just not a good call. All right? I just And I don't have a problem with that. I do not have a problem with us saying that we do not like a call. Fine. I am the person that does not like that call on fourth and six. I am also the person that does not like that call on first and ten. But I can't deny the other things that went well, literally, in that drive and the drive before. I can't. I'm not. I don't know how to do that. And like you said, Hollywood was open quite a few times. I want to talk about something. And this is because y'all want to talk about Greg Roman, but let's get off of that because I'm tired of talking about it and it's stupid. Um, I'm going to have it. I'm going to I'm going to pop a blood vessel. In a yeah, second. I'm not going to do it. Why was the Bateman touchdown not a touchdown? Yeah, I don't. We never really even got another look at it. Like it looked to me that he crossed it, before it, his knee went down. It did too, and we just they never gave us because the Ravens ran up so quickly and and, so and you, that we didn't. We just didn't. We did not get. There was not even a replay that was shown before, and it didn't matter because they scored on the next play, right? So it's it's. I'm just whatever. I mean, but yeah. I know, but yeah. I just I, I know. But yeah, it was a hell of an effort. You'd like to have seen him rewarded for it. I don't. I would have loved that. to have seen that young man get his first touchdown yep. because he had definitely made the effort, and it looked like it was a touchdown. David, well, that's um, well, that's more of an indictment against the Browns. A good team runs them off the field and wins forty-eight to three. I said that. We already, yeah, we don't. I'm serious. We don't disagree with that. Um, Tim, totally agree with you. Uh, it's like the old Ravens passing game with offensive coordinator Matt Cavanaugh. This is what we're doing. We're doing this. We're doing this. This is what we're doing. <laughs> I, I Yo, got nothing. How much? I got nothing. Um, Randy, do you prefer Tyler Huntley or a seventy-five percent Lamar in these upcoming games? Randy, I get that's a really fun. Let's try to get people worked up about something. It's just there's so there's so nothing there that's there's, there is no world in which the Ravens can know that Lamar Jackson is at seventy five percent. That's not a thing. We don't have a video game you know monitor on us that shows us that we're at seventy five percent. If Lamar Jackson's not capable of being Lamar Jackson, he won't play. Like they, they that's the only if they if they don't think he can play in the NFL, he won't play. If they think he can, he will. And and that's where the the thing goes. I get it. It's just this silly. It's a would you rather Wednesday type of question, right? Where the answer doesn't matter, and we just acknowledge it's a fun hypothetical. But for this setting, there's there's no way to know, right? There's no ev- there will never be a way to know if somebody's at seventy five percent of what they're capable of being. It's not something that's it's not real. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just giving. I'm, but it's way better than talking about Greg Roman. Yeah, I'm good with that. Way better than talking about Greg Roman. Uh, Aaron wants them to start tanking. I'm sure that they're going to get an eight and five team to start tanking. I am. I am sure. Uh, Paul, I really miss the days of the post game show. We could joke about how good Sam Cook hadn't punted in a couple of games. Good times, man. Good times. Yes, those were fun times. <laughs> those are very much fun times. It's a bummer. Uh, Felix, worst offensive line in the history of football. But, that, but Felix, you gotta understand that's Greg Roman's fault. But, uh, listen, they that's are not. They fault. are not a good offensive. There, there are some good pieces on that line, but they overall are not a good offensive line and. That is a big part of what is going on because they're running the football has not been as good. And did you see that tweet earlier? Um, I think from Diana. I think is it Racino? Racini. Yeah. Racini. I'm sorry, because um, I suck at names. And sh- and they, she said, you know, she asked people. You're hanging out town. with Ken too often. I know, because yeah, because right? yeah, Ken will because Ken it, will yes. mess up a name. I yeah. will too, but yeah. not like not as bad as you, Casey. But she mentioned like, oh, I asked people like, what's wrong with the Ravens? And she was like, nothing. And I was like, yeah, see, I don't even know who are you asking because nobody said nobody said that shit to you. 
you. Excuse my French. <laughs> Nobody said that shit to you. What was the tweet? I would like to know. The- I retweeted it early in the day. And she was like, I was asking people what's going on with the Ravens. And, and people were just like, nothing, because this is a run offense. And now they re- have to rely on Lamar. Well, guess what? So if they can't run the ball, what does that tell you? What does that tell you, Glenn? Or people? What is that? If they can't run the football, because it's not because defenses have stopped the run. I mean, well, they have. But why do y'all think that they've been so successful week in and week out of stopping the run? Let's start with the fact that their offensive line is just made up. Let's start with the fact they that they don't have any running backs. I'm sorry. Let's add the fact that they're all of their running backs that they came in training camp with no longer are on this roster in terms of um, actively because they are on the injured reserve. Why do y'all say dumb stuff? Just I, to say like what, stupid what? stuff. I, I have to see this tweet. It's I terrible. Have to, I have to see the exact word. I retweeted it earlier um, in the day. So, But don't go to my timeline because you know how. Well, do, yeah, yeah, you get. I'll be getting it. It, it happens uh, sometimes. Are you on there? I'm trying to, I'm okay, trying to so find. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I just. Uh, da, 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 da. No. No, this is earlier today. I spoke with many around the league and in Baltimore to find out what's wrong with Lamar Jackson lately. The interceptions and mistakes. What could it be? Turns out nothing is And she is put wrong. nothing in caps, people. A- as it was explained, the Ravens' offense is built around the ability to run. With the injuries, it forces Baltimore to go away from their true identity. Jackson is phenomenal, but this team wasn't built to flourish on his arm so and his arm alone. So you mentioned the, the team. No, Name. no, no, no. So she mentions the injuries, but nothing is wrong. To me, that's, oxa, uh, that's an oxymoron. I don't even know what to say I was going to say oxymoronic, but I don't know if that's I, a real word. I, so the, the most charitable way I could look at it is that like, she was trying to say physically. Like, what's physically wrong, wrong with Lamar Jackson lately? Like, that's the most charitable way you can look at it is that what she was attempting to ask was, is there something physically wrong with him? That's not, and that's not how it was worded. I understand that, right? Like, I'm try- again, I try to be charitable when I do these things and say, Maybe, maybe that you were trying to say something else, and you just said it quite poorly. Because I've done, I, there have been times where I have attempted to say something and okay. said it poorly. Right? Well, she had every opportunity. People came in and and corrected her about all of the things that is wrong with the team. Right. And she didn't follow up and say, "Let me be clear. I mean, well, and again, from a, a, a physical perspective she's putting, of Lamar." The problem with the series of tweets is also that she's putting the onus on Lamar Jackson, as if any. And this is the, like this quote: "Jackson is phenomenal, but this team wasn't built to flourish on his arm and his arm alone." I'm going. I'm going to break some news, Rita. You ready? You got the breaking news music prepared. Literally no quarterback ever, ever has been built to win a Super Bowl throwing the ball with no run game. Well, I mean, that you know, person has never existed. Well, the Packers have tried year in year out to well, make how many, Aaron Rodgers, but they've won a lot of Super Bowls doing and that, that was, right? And that was getting right to say. How so, many? And they, they only have one to show for it. So that tells you right then and there. Uh, and I consider to be Aaron Rodgers one of the most gifted um, quarterbacks I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's, and that dude has no help. And as a result, he only has. I mean, and I don't by 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 has no help. I'm not obviously we know Devontae Adams is amazing, but. But consistently over the years since he's been a starter, right. he yes. has not had consistent help, right. and he's only had one ring to show for it. So we've seen that theory just this not work. Just Peyton re- Manning had a run game. Tom Brady has one. I don't understand why do why do y'all what do y'all be talking about? Nonsense for the sake of repeating nonsense. It's okay to say Lamar Jackson hasn't played well. We just talked about how it's the question that still lingers, even if Lamar Jackson is and so a lot and so Lamar hasn't played. 
play well. And that is an accountability thing. And you know I'm big on that. And I feel like people don't – well, now maybe they do. But, like, even a couple weeks ago, I was like, we have to start saying Lamar is not playing good football right now. And that's just what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with this whole league thing, figuring him out. He just didn't want to do certain things. And so it looked – it appeared that today when they started that he was going to be doing the things that we complained that he didn't do a whole lot of and then he got hurt. But my thing is, it's like maybe there's some other reasons why Lamar isn't playing well. Maybe it's because the offensive line isn't good. Maybe it's maybe because he has he had to be the um the, the the main running back on his football team. Y'all, like, what do y'all be saying? And I don't understand. Like, all of that, they've lost their last two games on the road by a combined three points. Exactly. Over teams with Please leave records. us alone. What is going on? Y'all just be saying anything. Like, what? What are we? John, just be thankful. By the way, I what are we I, thankful for? Hang on a second. I'm still going to ask you all to come out and join us, the Tyus Bowser Show. We're looking forward to being there on the 21st of December. We're going to be hanging out at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly, and we're going to have a good ass time. We're gonna it's it's going to be a festive holiday week. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a joyous uh, event, no matter what happens uh, next week against the Packers. We are going to have fun. At the Tyus Bowser Show on Tuesday, December 21st. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, as well as Arita's there, courtesy of my bookie, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com. And there's other great opportunities to meet uh, some of your favorite players this week uh, if you donate toys for what Great Eights Memorabilia is doing. Uh, I think Tyler Huntley, in fact, is one of them. And you can find out more by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number 8 in order about, to get some more information about that. Yes, and get to get to tell him how, how proud you are of him yes. today because he, he did what he had to do. John, uh, just be thankful you don't take calls anymore on your show. Your health is better for it. That's probably true. Uh, Aaron, if he's not healthy, sit him. Don't force it. That's what they're going to do, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. I, I don't, <laughs> this is, man. Like, that's exactly what they're going to do. If, if Lamar Jackson isn't healthy enough to play, they're going to not play him. If he's healthy enough to play, he's going to play. I know we've... It, it, there's been this bizarre because we watch Sports Center or whatever it is that we watch. We'd like to believe there are these percentages that exist, or you know, somebody can only be at a certain percent. None of those things are real. Like you have to understand that's all make believe. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to come crashing down on you. I think I've broken our equipment because I've lost my mind so much today. I don't mean to come crashing down on you. <laughs> Santa Claus is real. Fifty percent is not real. Somebody playing when they're not one hundred—that's not a real thing. It's just a thing that we throw out. It's just a group of words that we bunch together because we, we don't have a better group of words in order to use. They're going to, this week, they have a medical team, and between that team and Lamar himself, they're going to get together and they're going to try to figure out if Lamar Jackson is healthy enough to be able to play NFL football. Right. And if he's healthy enough to play NFL football, Rita, I, I think he's going to play I think he's gonna play on too. Sunday. Now, the point would be if they were. Um, if they at this point were three, let's instead of being eight and five, they were three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. They're three and ten. They were three and ten at this point. That's when it could be relevant that someone could be healthy enough to play NFL football, and yet a team decides anyway to not have them play NFL football. Mm-hmm. Now it's still pretty early. There's still four games left. I'd be surprised if that were the case. But those are the scenarios. When you're eight and five, this is a guarantee. If someone is healthy enough to be able to play in an NFL football game, they're not going to be kept out of that football game. <laughs> like, especially when you're in a playoff push. <laughs> you imagine, <laughs> just imagine walking in right now 
and saying to Calais Campbell, hey, Calais, thanks for fighting your way back. I know you're getting ready to play. You're going to be able to play next week? That's awesome, man. Uh, here, just wanted to let you know, uh, Lamar, and he says, well, how about Lamar? Is he good? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's totally good. He's ready to go. We've just decided we're not going to play him. Yeah. We just... We don't think just under, we don't think we can win the Super Bowl. Like we're just look around. It's not looking good. We don't <laughs> think we're gonna be able to yeah, win. Yeah, we're not gonna win a Super Bowl. So, just so go. we've just decided. I, I know you're still. I mean, you're I mean, you know, we can might, we might we might make it to the playoffs though, but not gonna be the Super just Bowl. Just say anything. Can uh, uh, football is an emotional game? Sometimes the computer doesn't understand that. But this is a football thing of mine. I don't live in analytics land. There you go, bud. Love. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't even know how to respond. I don't know how to respond. Uh, Paul, no offense to Duvernay, but this is one of those seasons where I really wish the Ravens had Jacoby Jones or Jermaine Lewis back there on returns to pull a rabbit out of the hat and score a touchdown when you're looking for that shot in the arm. I know we were spoiled with them, haha. I mean, look, it, it, I think we've talked about that in a more uh, relevant... I think we have brought up in the past couple weeks that it, the thing that the Ravens maybe in a small way were missing were the turnovers, yes. right? Were the, the big game-changing types of plays. Yes, uh, where it felt like they were having to grind for everything instead of getting a freebie every now and then. Now, somebody would say, you're trading that off for the fact that you literally recovered an onside kick today, and that never happens in football. Right. So, you know, you're right. You probably don't have a lot to complain about. And they got a turnover I really today. feel like they should have won just because they got that onside kick. I can't believe, I can't believe that a team recovered <laughs> that, an onside that, kick that, and lost that, a football game. That, that sack really hurt. Oh, it, God, that's hurt. the what That's what they hurt. But, yeah, I was they like, I feel like the football guard should let them win just because, like, <sighs> nobody gets onside kicks like that. Uh, Brian, thank you, Ravens fans, for making Glenn lose his mind. Is that – By the way, you know KZ loves to do that. I hate him. I think he I hate him He loves to ruffle your feathers. But, but he's also – the hardball thing is not just me. He lives in that world. Uh, absolutely. He is what does he call it, NWL? Uh, HWL. HWL, thank you. Uh, it could be worse. You could be a Bills fan and watch your team get oh, B-slapped, uh, but from a team that threw three passes. Also, the team that has owned you forever. Blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something about Debo Samuel. I know this is very off oh. topic, oh. but Debo Samuel is a bad, bad man. Debo Samuel he's, is he's a unreal, bad, bad man. And it's tough, too, because like you do, you allow yourself, like as good as Marquise Brown has been, you have those moments where you're like the what ifs. I try not to, bro. I try like, not to. It's and it's just tough, right? Because I tried, that was I one really that I really try like, not to. He's not Rashad Perryman. Like you got a real football player. Yeah, that dog. But, that, that's a dog, right? But then there. you look and you're like, oh, but it could have been that dude. I mean, you know, like it could have been that guy. I mean, he's just. He, I mean, he's, he's just. Nuts. He's phenomenal. He can do everything. So I'm sorry. Back to the subject. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing about what you could be a build. <sighs> Listen. At the end of the day. I don't understand how you let a guy that threw three passes and run 45 times with a football game. Okay, but you are still in good position to do very well in the playoffs. I don't want to hear it. Maybe. Maybe do well. Maybe. Well, let's Maybe. play the Patriots. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Tim, wasn't Greg right? All right, thank you, Tim. Wasn't he on the grassy knoll? Yes, we're going full-on conspiracy theorist at this point. Uh, AJ, never said Roman was bad. Harbaugh is the bad one. He is no different than... All right, I'm sorry. I should have known better than to go to AJ. That's my fault. That's on me, guys. On me. Uh, Jonathan says he's never saying that he had to fire Roman. Then what is your point? Well, a lot of people are saying it. What is... If it's not... What I, is your point I'm then? But my thing is... Because it's no, easy to just say, I disagree with the call. I didn't like the call. And it's okay to want... And that's it's okay. It's, it's okay to want your your offensive coordinators to or, or your coaches to, to be better in certain situations. When I was... When we were sitting here off, um, off air and I was saying, like, I don't understand why the Ravens don't up tempo a little bit more because I feel like it gets them in a groove I don't understand why they don't do this and I don't understand why they don't do that and and 
yes, some of that is uh, on Greg Roman, and I, I don't understand why we don't get more of that. And, and I, ironically, or it this might week, be on Greg Roman because it also might well, be well, that this, it's a team strategy. And well, I've, we've talked week, about this before. Yeah, like, this week they, I guess, in in one of the press conferences, they mentioned that they were look they were they were going to start doing more up tempo stuff. They did say that. So to me, that's a coaching thing. You acknowledged it as such, so it is what it is, right? And so. I just feel like, yes, and sir, I just feel like sometimes they are tone deaf to what they need to do to kind of put a spark into the offense who has struggled in the last month. But also, you're, like to your point, um, Glenn, they do, he has done some good things. He has called some good things. So why is it okay for us to just only look at the bad things but then not acknowledge a lot of the good things that has happened, particularly with the group that you have. This is and this is the point that Sam's making. Is anyone going to just talk about how impressive number two has been now in two road games in the hostile environments? Stop talking about the coordinator. The Ravens went into half without their quarterback, half their team, and down twenty four to six and lost by two freaking points. I, I Come on, people. And that's exactly yeah. what we're like th- when when you're when you're freaking out about Greg Roman, again, I didn't I'm not telling you I love the call. I didn't love the call. On the whole, today, do I think Greg Roman was more bad or good? I think he was far more good. I I don't even know how that's debatable. And he's not responsible for the 10 points that potentially are are, are in play here with the two fumbles that are associated with Huntley. That's not a coaching thing. Or the missed throw when Marquise Brown is wide open. So, so, you know, he put his team in position to to do what they had to do, and, and I'm completely fine with us saying that fourth down call didn't do it for me. I'm completely good with that. Um, and also acknowledging that they outplayed themselves or outplayed the other team in the second half of the football game. Uh, Andrew, can a large part of the offensive line problem be sourced back to the big question we all asked, and especially Glenn asked at the beginning of the season, what the F is this team doing relying on Alejandro Villanueva to be a big part of things? He's obviously just one-fifth of the problems of the units as a whole, but he's been, outside of maybe one or two games, a big, consistent problem. That was an off-season mistake and a half. I, there, it's, there's so many things that have gone on, right, that it's, it's hard to, to say any one thing, but the, what made it so infuriating is this is why I compared it. There's a lot of decisions that are made that we can sit there and say, I don't know about that one. Like, I don't I don't know if I love that one. I don't know if I like that one. That one, much, there was no one. There was no person, no one in Pittsburgh, no one around the NFL, no one outside of the Ravens themselves that said, we really think this was a smart move. We really think the Ravens found themselves a player and a guy they can trust at this point. No one. I don't even think it was that, though, Glenn. They felt like they needed depth, and he was supposed to be the right tackle. And but he was even worse at right tackle. Well, than because that's not his natural position. And that's why, it, that's why the, the response was so... Okay, and I get it, but they and th- my point is, is that they thought that they were adding depth to the roster and which okay let's hypothetically speak and say he's not available to to and he's on another team when Stanley goes down then what do we do well they they they, they had to have him play before that they didn't have a right tackle I know but okay. if they don't get him who's playing right tackle okay well then that then then, then but, but, that but that's point. my my point being like they they needed to address they needed to get an actual tackle they needed to get somebody that could play I, listen I, my bigger issue is the guys that they left off the table probably in the draft as a as opposed to the the AV sign and I just looked at that as like all right they just thought that they needed a body to have in case somebody went down well then somebody did go down it was a really important I kept player saying, that went I down. kept asking as many people as I could I'm like did they 
they don't think that he's actually the right tackle, right? Like I just felt like that they should have addressed a lot of those issues in in the draft, and they and they missed Rita, opportunities I, I think to do that. My problem, if if it had been that at the point at which they signed Villanueva, they did have two established tackles, and he was just supposed to be a swing tackle or a hey, you know, we we need a backup plan if something happens. If they if they had two guys that they could count on to play tackle, and they had signed him. I wouldn't really have been that despondent about it. When they signed him, it was very clear he was gonna be the, right the intent was for him to yeah. be one-fifth of their offensive line this season. And there was no world in which anybody could justify that. It was very clearly over for Alejandro Villanueva. Now, the, the problem is he's a likable guy to a lot of people. Even people – look, at, uh, when we were out a couple weeks ago, Tyus Bowser and Patrick Queen were going on about the respect and the reverence – that people within the locker room have for him. It's not just people of a, a particular political right, persuasion. Right, no, 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 yeah. Like, he, as a human, right. commands a certain amount of respect because of his service, because of how eloquent he is, whatever the reason is, he commands, because he did, he did accomplish a number of things during his NFL career. Let's not, let's not pretend like he wasn't a, a, a high-level football player at some point. Not like a Hall of Fame caliber guy, but he was a a quality football player for a franchise that won a lot of games, right? right? Like he's earned an amount of that. And I think that has conflated a lot of things. And I said that at the time, I'm like, I am very nervous that the Ravens sign someone they want to be something and he won't versus be. signing someone who is capable right. of being something. Right. And, th- and, and what happened, he was the former. And that's exact. But every single ounce of work that I did in talking to everyone, I mean, I, I kept looking to find somebody that would tell me I was wrong. I, I did way more on Alejandro Villanueva than I do on, on the average signing. Like, I did so much more work on that one of calling people. Because when, when I think the Ravens are wrong, their track record says, I maybe need to do a little more work here because I can't believe that a team that's right so frequently would be as wrong as I think they are in this moment. And I did a ton of of background i talked to i mean people within organizations and said am i missing something here on villanueva and i couldn't get one of them one person to say no we really think the ravens did something smart here yeah um not a one and that's what makes it so frustrating that it hasn't worked is it was seemed so obvious at that point randy says the spirit of his question about lamar is really just how healthy does lamar need to be in order to be better than huntley a lot of his value is in his athleticism, so if he's slightly hobbled, is he still the best choice? Obviously, we won't know that, but the team should have some idea of that from the inside. I, again, Randy, I know what you're trying to say. It's, it's just not, uh, it's not realistic. There's no level at which um, they, they will make the decision whether or not they believe Lamar Jackson can play at an NFL level. That's what they're going to make the decision by. They're not going to judge it by Tyler Huntley. They're not going to judge it by... You know, how much does it hurt the team if he's not, you know, if we don't think he can get to that fourth level, that superhuman level, they're going to make a simple decision. Right. Can Lamar Jackson play at an NFL level? If he can, he's going to play. And and to the point, right, like, again, yeah, when the game was on the line, Tyler Huntley, the thing that should have made him, he got away from running. He wasn't running the ball. And you saw he's an okay thrower of the football. He's He's okay. He can make some throws, but he's not a – good thrower of the football he's not a high level thrower of the football it's what separates him from really being an nfl quarterback yes 
Um, uh, at this point, consensus seems to be that Tyree Phillips is not an NFL-caliber offensive tackle. Is he considered a solid guard when he plays there? I just ask so I know whether to have hope in him helping out at some point of his rookie deal. Thanks. Yes, in fact, is the answer on that one. And they they believed, I mean, going into the season, their plan was Ronnie Stanley was going to be their left tackle and uh, Alejandro Villanueva was going to be their right tackle. And their plan was they thought Tyree Phillips could be a quality guard. They genuinely yeah, believed he's that. Yeah, posi- now he's playing a position that they did not have him and, and, pegged to play. Right. And to the better part of your question, Paul, like what have other people said? When he's played a guard, he's played fairly that's, well. That's where he plays yep. well at. He's played fairly right well. Right tackle ain't his thing, but we yep. don't have one right now. And that it goes back to the bigger problem. Like I, I didn't love the idea. I would have preferred the Ravens just go get a center. I mean, we kept talking about it. Like, I get it. They fell in love with the idea of Bradley Bozeman being their center. And Bradley Bozeman's been fine as a center. He's, he's played well. But they were hurting another position in the process and they were just throwing bodies at it. They were like, and everybody kept saying, ah, they got their they got their guard in the third round of the draft. As if that's the way this works, is you just get a late third round pick and he becomes a quality guard on day one of his NFL career. <laughs> like there is a history of that being the case. It was always absurd. And Ben Cleveland might still prove to be a really good football player at some point. But they instead allowed themselves to go in with Alejandro Villanueva and shrug his shoulders at another position on the offensive line and they settled on what we think Tyree Phillips can be uh, ultimately if neither of these guys wows us Tyree Phillips is fine at guard okay well he might have been unfortunately just didn't play out that way yeah all right we got to get a break and then we'll talk about the Packers thing okay we'll talk about it all right we are winding down it's been a it's been a journey I I'm I'm at fault for some of it for for losing my mind it's on (laughs) it's on on me I'm sorry I apologize that's what it is She's Rita. I'm Glenn. It's the Project Game Day postgame show. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality pro via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.com. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page 
or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Ties Bowser Show. The next Ties Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $200 $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. All right, Ravens lose to the Browns 24-22 today in Cleveland. Uh, Lamar Jackson dealing with an ankle sprain. He was in a boot, uh, apparently, after But it looks the, like, a, like a low ankle yes, sprain a low, based on the boot that he had on. Right. And if it, obviously, if it's a high ankle sprain, that's you got your answer. Uh, the idea that it's a low ankle sprain is good news. What, what does it mean? My guess is it means a week of us being frustrated because we just don't have an answer. That we just don't, we don't know. So it's the reality, and they'll deal with that, and they'll figure it out moving forward the rest of the week. That's all. I mean, I, w- I wish I could tell you something more. I get it. We all want to know the answer today. We all want to know today. Is Lamar going to play next Sunday? It's very likely we're not going to know until maybe next Sunday. I mean, like it really could be some, you know, depending on how he goes within the week. Like, how do we know? This isn't Lamar's first time that I can think of. I mean, he's had what thigh injuries and stuff in the past, but this is the first injury I can think of that could potentially leave him out and outside of a sickness, right? I'm not talking about his tummy because we know we know his little tummy be acting up, but I'm talking about from an injury in game perspective. So we we don't know what territory we we're going to be in. We've never been here before with Lamar in an injury like this so you know we will have to find out I mean luckily it's a a low ankle injury and not a high ankle sprain but it's very possible that they say you know why he's still not ready to go because he couldn't walk on it he really wasn't comfortable walking on it when he got off the field and had to be carted off it's a fact so it's a fact all right, Rita. Um, we'll talk about it throughout the course of the week. Yeah. I got. I got. I know you're. You're getting away. It's Casey. Oh, good. Ken's will be. Ken will be here next week. So Ken and I will end up uh, getting into a fist fight at some point or something like that. Uh, at the NFL chick. In the meantime, of course, yes. is how people can follow you. The Gridiron Gals podcast. 
I'll be back tomorrow morning for Glenn Clark Radio, and uh, we'll talk about it throughout the course of the week. That's the reality. Don't forget, if you're not playing underdog fantasy football, you certainly should be. Use the code PRESSBOX, and when you deposit up to $100, they will match it with free money for you to play with. Download the Underdog Fantasy Football app today or go to underdogfantasy.com in order to take advantage of it. Thank you for joining us, even those of you that made me lose my mind. I'm sorry. I apologize. Everybody gets all worked up. Uh, it's all Greg Roman's fault anyway, right? Yes, so that's, it is. That's what it you is. You didn't know that? It's all Greg Roman's fault. Yes, all his fault. Have a great week. Please, I need coats. Also, please, please, I'm begging you. Um, drop off boxes. Go to glenclarkradio.com. Drop off boxes all over town. Mother's North and Timonium right here in Hamden, um, uh, downstairs at Meadow Mill, 3600 Clipper Mill Road. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, Jerry's Toyota, Jerry's Chevrolet. Uh, Glory Days Grill in Towson, as well as out in Baldwin at Duffy's Garage and at Uptown Cheapskate in Abingdon. All over the place. Please bring us coats, clothes, anything you got that can help us help helping up mission. And Tuesday night, we'll be at the Towson basketball game. Uh, they're going to give a free ticket to a game in January to anybody who brings out a, a donation to the game. And then we've got an event coming up on Thursday night, too. I just can't give you all the details just yet. But we're going to be doing a collection event on Thursday night as well. So please bring us your coats, your clothes this week. It would mean the world. Have a great week. Uh, this has been the Project Game Day postgame show.